Hello, everyone, and welcome to ZFZ's podcast series on how to deal with an economic crisis for international businesses. We will be discussing different legal topics and insights relevant to businesses and hope to provide you with some novel perspectives and strategies to deal with the crisis. Stay tuned. Hello, I'd like to share with you some thoughts on um, early contract review and how to be prepared for disputes, cancellations, terminations um, and issues arising under contracts in this, in the context of the economic downturn and crisis that's, um, that's happening, that we're in, um, due to the measures that we're all taking globally to um, combat uh, the coronavirus COVID-19 um, threat. Uh, typically, we are seeing uh, FM being declared in, in SPAs and confirmation notices for, uh, for the sale and purchase of, of various commodities. Um, buyers typically are using, seeking to use FM to excuse themselves from taking cargoes. Uh, this could be genuine uh, because of issues with the coronavirus or the cynic says that it may be because of uh, they don't like the price they're having to pay under long-term contracts. Um, FM clauses in SPAs will typically actually expressly talk about epidemic as an, ex an excuse for failure to perform. Um, it, but it also states generally in these clauses that the FM event to be relied upon has to be unforeseeable and beyond the control of the parties. Um, we think it's difficult to say that COVID is unforeseeable now, um, although I suppose that it could be seen as unforeseeable what measures are being put in place at ports, for example, um, that, that would be surprising or, or different to other ports um, in respect of the COVID uh, threat. Um, in charter parties, we the the equivalent of the FM clause is the exceptions clause. It's like an FM light clause. Uh, it's not as comprehensive as the FM clause. It it doesn't it, well generally it won't expect ex expressly state that epidemic or pandemic is a uh, is a is a an exception an exception event um, as you would expect in an FM clause. It also doesn't state state expressly that. Uh, that the exception has to be beyond the control of the parties or, or, or unforeseeable like FM clauses. But I think in the nature of the, of the list of exceptions, um, it's almost innate in those, in those events that it lists. Um, so that list is less comprehensive than an FM clause. Acts of God, restraints of rulers and uh, quarantine restrictions are um, expressly stated and so they're you know they're the relevant exceptions uh, that might might be triggered uh, in the context of of covid um, the sorts of obligations that the exceptions clause may uh, excuse or, or may may help owners in respect of is in this context uh, owners if they're finding it difficult to uh, dry dock the ship or, or have sire inspections um, 
which can then go to maintaining class or the um, or the documents uh, requirements of the ship uh, and therefore insurance. So very serious breaches of, of owners' obligations could be impacted by that. It is possible that the exceptions clause could protect owners in that regard, though uh, we would note that the exceptions clause is, is applied in a quite a restrictive way by the courts historically. They don't like to use a generic exceptions clause where uh, there's a specific provision and wording agreed between two commercial parties in a clause. Um, so I think owners should be wary of placing too heavy reliance on the exceptions clause. Um, also, owners could think about whether the exceptions clause can help them if they uh, don't follow charter's orders to call at a particular court port because that port is closed. Um, it seems to me that, that that if the port is closed, then that that, that probably is does fall within the exception. Um, unsafe port is, of course, another clause which might be triggered in this scenario. And there has been some debate as to whether or not uh, COVID and the threat of COVID uh, represents uh, uns an unsafe port. Um, we think probably not, uh, given that the the test is that whether the vessel can. Uh, proceed to use and return from uh, a berth or port without being exposed or without exposing the vessel or the crew to um, to danger of of, a, of of without that cannot be avoided without uh, good seamanship or navigation. Um, if you apply a little lateral thinking and and say that a good seamanship in this context. Uh, could be could be kind of reasonable measures to avoid the COVID infection. So, for example, ensuring that the crew are suitably protected, are washing their hands, been instructed to wash their hands regularly, are using antibacterial wipe regularly. Um, there's social distancing with um, with with the uh, onshore um, crew, uh, onshore uh, stevedores. For, for loading, then um, then we feel that probably it's not an unsafe port. It wouldn't be found to be an unsafe port. Um, we think that we do need to obviously look at this, can keep a, keep an eye on this because the nature of COVID could change, and indeed um, ports could put other restrictions in place, which uh, which would change its position. Um, so finally, the other the other uh, item that a that could be affected by the exceptions clauses charter on the charterer's side is their late redelivery of the ship. So if, for example, the, the instruction for the last cargo under a charter, um, whether it be a voyage charter or a, or a long or a time charter, um, if, if that, if that uh, last cargo is, is at a port where discharge is either delayed or indeed uh, prevented because of COVID restrictions and the charter is in a difficult situation where they have to find alternative discharge port or or have a car have a cargo on board at the time of redelivery. Um, the exceptions clause may help uh, charters there and also the final voyage clause um, can also help charters there in such a circumstance where um, assuming those orders are legitimate at the, being, at the time of giving those orders. Um, 
So that's a snapshot of uh, the contractual provisions to think about. Um, there's also, of course, um, the very immediate and issue of non-payment um, as a fairly straightforward uh, breach, obviously, under, under an SPA, under a charter. If hire isn't paid, then owners have a uh, right of withdrawal of the vessel. Uh, that has to be exercised very carefully. Uh, there's a lot of case law about that, the, the uh, wrongful withdrawal of the vessel um, can, can uh, leave the owners being in breach. Um, owners also will want to make sure they can, can, can obtain the, the optimum amount of damages um, at the time of withdrawal as well. Uh, is that un, under a common law right as opposed to the contractual right to cancel? Um, so there's a lot to think about. Um, and also, there, if, if it's just a debt claim, there's a lot of uh, ways to ensure that you... or, or increase your chances of um, enforcing and securing the, the, the monies owed to you. And Floyd Zakovich is doing a series of talks on um, asset tracing, freezing assets, vessel arrests, liens um, in, in that regard. So probably final, my final message would be, it is important to be prepared for disputes and terminations and uh, an FM exception clauses being um, triggered or, or sought to be triggered. Uh, if it hasn't been raised, it could well be raised. Be prepared for that. It's always better to be prepared. So I'd recommend a review of your, of your um, contracts, in particular those contracts which are um, with counterparts that perhaps you don't have the most harmonious of relationships with or those contracts which are particularly good value for you and therefore possibly not such good value for you.